For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Panther fans, Cowboy fans, welcome to the C3 Debate My Take. It's week four, folks, and we are unrolling a new little segment here where two men with great hair and great personalities who are great buddies are going to argue about things that are relevant to this week in the Carolina Panthers football game. They may or may not believe in the points that they are making, but today is about argument. Today is about fun, and we've got a few storylines coming at you that we think are fun, exciting, and we're going to debate here. My name's Tony Dunn, the host of the C3 Panthers podcast, and I got to my to the bottom of me, my enemy, my foe, my rival, my friend, Cody Lashney. We hang out every day, it seems. How you doing? We do, Tony. As always, I'm happy to be here with you. And listen, really, it's going to be me debating and you just losing to my arguments. But the fans already know that. You already know that. We know the game. Let's get to some of these hot topics, dude, because I'm ready to go, brother. Let's start with topic number one. Who's going to have the bigger game as Carolina goes to Dallas, right? As they try to scorch earth the state of Texas. DJ Moore and CD Lamb, two exciting, exciting wide receivers. Both very important to their team's success so far. Dallas known for or seen across the world as having a high and high-powered offense and CD Lamb being a focal point of that. And DJ Moore... Feed him the rock each and every week, it seems like. And now that CMC's out, DJ Moore is only going to get more, more, more. You want to go first? You take it. Who's going to have the bigger game? Listen, not only do I think DJ Moore is going to have the bigger game, but listen, I think the Dallas Cowboys, Tony, they have too many mouths to feed. Yeah, C.D. Lamb is going to get his fair share of touches, but they have two running backs that are always needing fed in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And then you have Amari Cooper. You have Gallup out there. The Dallas Cowboys have so many mouths to feed. And frankly, Tony, as you mentioned, now that we're down Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore is the, is the main point of this Carolina Panthers offense. I'm sorry. Any other, any other answer than DJ Moore? Kind of asinine to me, Tony Dunn. That's just me being real. These guys are in an incredibly similar situation, right? And they are both very important cogs in their team's offense. Both are getting fed a lot. If you looked at C.D. Lamb, 
he had uh, maybe the most targets in week one. And it came out to this as like he had the most targets in the NFL and over. It started to balance out, particularly in that Philadelphia game. He has done especially well on the road um, and maybe not so. Well, they've had two games uh, on the road. So his stats are on inflated. He started with a great week one, 104 yards, 14.9 uh, average, um, long of 31 and a touchdown. They Every week he's gone down 81 yards, 66. Um, and DJ, though, has been integral to the Carolina Panthers. I think what's interesting about this is both their player prop bets, and these are on uh, DraftKings, Right now, the over-under for yards per game, or in this game, for DJ Moore is 78 and a half. And for CeeDee Lamb, it's a 79 and a half. If you go and you mm. look at these guys' statistics and compare these two players, they are interestingly um, or notably similar, right? Like if you look at how they're – and I will give you these two statistics – Per game, on average, over their career, right now, um, CeeDee Lamb is averaging 4.9 yards uh, rushing attempt and DJ Moore, 5 yards per rushing attempt. Reception yards, 4.8 for CeeDee Lamb, 4.7 for DJ Moore, 62.4 yards per game per for CeeDee Lamb, 70.2 for DJ Moore. I think uh no normally I would say this is a lock for DJ Moore, but I'm going CD Lamb here. CD Lamb has the bigger game because not because of CD Lamb, not because of DJ Moore, not because of their quarterbacks, but because of the Panthers secondary at this point adding CJ Henderson may be too new and familiar to this defense to shut down C.D. Lamb, and he'll be playing mainly on instinct. And if you saw his press conference, that is a sad, sad instinct, instinctually man. He is, boy, boy, somebody give this man a hug. Dante has no chance against the six-foot-two stud. I'm going C.D. Lamb at home with the bigger game, but boy, is it close, and boy, do I hate even saying that because D.J., should get fed. Oh, my last point here. DJ has it's been all DJ in the passing game. It's time. It's time for Terrace Marshall Jr. It's time for Robbie Anderson. And it's time for things to circle back to CD Lamb in week four. All right. Response? Sure. I, I listen, I, I understand your reasoning, but another reason I'm gonna continue to disagree with you is. I'm believing in me some action Jackson, baby. Dante Jackson has looked incredible this year, Tony Dunn. We've made numerous mentions on how he has gotten better at a lot of the things that he's sort of faltered at before here in Carolina. Now that J.C. Horn is going down, Dante Jackson is our CB number one, and I feel like he's up to the test to go up against a second-year CD lamb. I'm just believing in Dante, baby. All right, let's move to the next topic for debate. Comeback player of the year, Dak or Darnold? Darnold or Dak, you take your choice. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go first this time. Yeah, go ahead. Put my hat in the ring. I'm do going Sam Darnold, folks. Sam Darnold 
is the play uh, is the comeback player of the year. Why? Because I want to point out this is Dak had arguably just as good, if not better season last year than Sam Darnold. And he only played something like five games in 2020. Darnold had 2,208 passing yards, nine touchdowns, uh, nine passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns this year. He is at already at 888 yards, three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. He's on pace to have 5,000 yards this season. Um, he's got a 68.2% completion rate. Um, Dak had just as many TB, uh, touchdowns last year in just five games or the uh, in the five games he had. He had 1,850 yards passing last year to Sam Darnold's 2,200. He had a 77.5% or no, and that's just in five games. This year, Dak has been good. Dak has been real good. 77.5% completion rate, 878 yards, more touchdowns um, in the air. Also, one more, um, one more interception. But here's my rationale for why Sam Darnold needs to be the comeback player of the year instead of Dak Prescott. This is not the injured player return of the year award. Just because Dak Prescott was injured last year, he was on pace to have a fantastic year. He wasn't down, right? So if we want to create an award for someone who is just injured and comes back successfully and has a good season, we'll call it the Dak Prescott Award. But this is the Sam Darnold Award right now. Comeback Player of the Year. My man stunk last year, and he stunk on a stinky team. And this year... He is doing very well on a very good team. So I say that's a comeback, Cody. Listen, Tony, as much as I want to agree with everything that you just said and would love to see Sam Donald be named the comeback player of the year, let's be real, Tony. We know this isn't going to happen. Okay? <laughs> Not going to happen. They all call Dallas Cowboys America's football team. And listen, we all saw Dak Prescott's foot spin around backward like a dreidel on Hanukkah, okay? <laughs> that kind of injury isn't something that most players just come back from willy-nilly. And I hate to say it, but they have so many offensive weapons for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak doesn't really have to do too much other than distribute the ball to his playmakers and let them do the rest. I would love Sammy Dimes to be the comeback player of the year, but listen, man, we already know how biased the NFL is and the people that vote for these awards. They're going to look for any reason to give it to Dak Prescott because Jerry Jones owns half the NFL and it's his world and we're all just living in it, Tony Dunn. I hate to say it. Gosh, I almost want to clap for that response. Uh, <laughs> Panthers are four and a half point underdo uh, underdogs going into Dallas. Uh, despite being three and zero, uh, the over under is fifty and a half. This is not a debate where we have to pick one, you have to pick one. This is you get to pick whatever. You can pick uh, whatever you want to bet on, whether it be the Panthers to cover the spread, the over under. I'll let you go first this time. Yeah, Tony Dunn, we are definitely gonna need to be picking the over here, and let me tell you why. 
I did a little deep dive into Sam Darnold's last performance against the Cow- the Dallas Cowboys week six of 2019. And listen to these numbers. 22 or 23 uh, for 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns to one interception, and a 113.8 passer rating. Tony, another thing that I've been saying about this Carolina Panthers football team is that now Joe Brady has to open up the playbook and get other members of the offense involved. That tells me that not only does Sam Donald play well against the Cowboys, but this is a moment in time when the Panthers are looking to open up what they do on offense. To me, this says that there's going to be a lot of points. I do not think that that Cowboys defense is going to be able to go toe-for-toe with the Panthers and what they do. Yeah, Tony, I'm sorry. I like the over on that one. It's interesting because I'm going to take the under here and I'm going to call you out because last night on the podcast, you said the Panthers are going to hold these guys to like 14 points or under 20. I got to say that there is a lot of reason to believe that this would need to be a shootout, right? Because of the Panthers uh, and the way that they have lost so many players, particularly in that secondary going against what is arguably the best receiving core or one of the better receiving cores in the league. Right. Two of these, actually, like you're saying, is that there is a potential. Right. These are two powder kegs or at least one is already exploded in the Cowboys. The Panthers offense is a powder keg ready to go off. But here's what we got to think is we got to think if the Panthers really are going to go in there and put, you know, really put it to them. This defense has got to play well. This defense has got to harass Dak Prescott. And if the Dallas Cowboys want to keep that defensive front off their back, they're going to need to run the ball, right, to negate the guys being able to pin their ears back. So I think this is one of those games, and I think it's a coin flip in so many ways. It could be a shootout, or it could just be a grind them, much like the Chargers and Cowboys game was, right? Because you got a lot of firepower on both of those teams, and it turned out to be a 2017 game. So to think that the other reason is this, is I just don't know. I just I just don't see the Panthers allowing this team to put up 30 on us, right? So I'm going to take the under with trepidation. If I was a gambler, I'd probably stay away from this game in all aspects of life. The Panthers on the road, a tough test for a 3-0 team. At some point, they could uh, face defeat, right? The Cowboys surging after... Um, an NFC rival victory, but on a short week, there's so many unknowns and really with the injuries coming to the Carolina Panthers, I just don't know how, um, how much of an impact that's going to have with that being said, I don't, I'm not scared of their defensive front. And that's a lot for anybody to say when you got a Carolina Panthers offensive line, but I'm going to take the under here Panthers defense, smoking these guys again, staying on top. All right. Final topic for debate. My take. Who shouldn't be ranked higher than the Carolina Panthers? And this right now, I went through the list. We talked a little bit about it last night on the C3 Panthers podcast. You guys go check that out, 9 p.m. Tuesday night's longest-running Panthers podcast. Who shouldn't on this list be ranked higher than the Carolina Panthers, the San Francisco 49ers, the Las Vegas Raiders, or the Denver Broncos? Debate my take, Cody. Tony, you already know my answer here. I'm going with the Denver Broncos. 
Listen, the 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 Denver Broncos might as well be three and zero against a bunch of Bishop Sycamore teams. Okay, these football teams are zero and nine. All of their opponents that they've faced are collective zero and nine. But Tony, let's also not forget that the Denver Broncos are in the AFC East. Okay, they have to play Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert two times a year. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't care how good Vaughn Miller is. I don't care um, I don't know how accurate Teddy Bridgewater is throwing 10, 15-yard passes in front of them. This Denver Broncos team is not a legitimate contender. But then to put them on top of the best statistical defense in the NFL, Tony, not only is it blasphemous, it's straight-up disrespectful. The Denver Broncos are not better than the Carolina Panthers, and anyone who ranks them higher should slap their own selves in the forehead and get some sense put back into them. My true take on this is that none of these teams should be ranked higher than the Carolina Panthers, right? Um, I, and I think that for the people that are flying high on the Las Vegas Raiders right now is, come on, you think that defense has really stopped many people this year? Come on, they shouldn't have won against the the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson fumbled every opportunity. That, that was a game where no one wanted to win. Really? Zero people wanted to win that game. It was who, refu- who refused to lose, I guess, or I don't even know what happened. It was an ugly game. But I'm going even higher up the pecking order here, and I'm going after the San Francisco 49ers. This team is living on reputation alone at this point. Well, maybe not alone. But uh, let me give you some interesting stats here. Carolina Panthers lead in passing yards in comparison to the Niners. 888 yards versus 765 yards. Scoring, we're eighth. They're 11th, right? Uh, Which is actually strange to me because they seem to have put up a lot more points. So maybe I'm going to have to check that. Um, Right now, when it comes to uh, rushing touchdowns, we're at 3.4 yards there to three. We're 15th in, or rushing. In rushing, we're 15th. They're 16th. We have two more rushing yards than they do. So we're very close there. Passing defense, we're number one. They're number 16. Rushing defense, we're number one. They're number 23. The 49ers did put up points in weeks one, two, and four. They smoked the Raiders, right? 34 to 10, a team that's on this list higher than us. Right. But they then go in and blast the Lions only to give up a giant lead 41 33, barely, you know, barely winning that game. The Eagles thing started to slow down on the road. They only won by six points and they lost on the last second to the Packers. My argument is this is that the Panthers right now have a better record than them. Right. We got a better record than them. And on top of that, is that um, have they played? Oh, no, the Raiders was a preseason game. So that one doesn't even count. Week one was the Lions. Week two is the Eagles. Week three is the Packers. I would say our Saints game is equivalent to their Packers game. Division, or not division game, but um, we were able to pull that out. I'm not impressed right here. I don't know what is. They have no running back. They're pulling guys off the street. Jimmy Garoppolo was doing nothing to the point where they're bringing in Trey Lance to run the ball. This defense, while it's not doing what the Panthers is, is not even close. Not even close. I think they're living on the reputation of the Kyle Shanahan. Well, Kyle Shanahan's genius, 
right? We'll give him that. Man, the fact that they're not worse right now is probably good. But I don't know why they're like seventh in the power rankings. I feel like that's a little rich for my blood. And I feel like we can make the same argument for the Las Vegas Raiders. Put the Carolina Panthers in front of all of these cats right here, Cody. Listen, I would too, man. Uh, The Carolina Panthers, I think, are continuing to get better each and every time we see them. Their offense is continuing to get a little bit better each and every time. And listen, especially now that we've added C.J. Henderson, you know, there's no reason that this team shouldn't be able to make a deep playoff push with the way they're playing right now. I think the Panthers have only played the opponent set out in front of them. That's all they can do. But I'm a firm believer that you put this team against anyone in the NFL and we're able to go toe-to-toe with absolutely any one of them, Tony. And I'm a real believer in that. All right. That is, uh, it's in the bag, folks. The first, the debut episode of C3 Debate My Take, working on show format, show title, all of this. We want to hear your thoughts and comments. I want to. I want you to get in the comment section and tell Cody that I beat him down today on the debate show. Get in the comment section and tell him I beat him down. His good little jokes, his good little analogies aren't enough for the stats that I be throwing at these cats, right? Cody, if you want them to vote for you, they need to get in that comment section too. And listen, if you really want to vote for me, Hit that like and subscribe button, baby, because listen, we all know that you're going to want to see more of this because I'm going to be able to embarrass Tony in these debates on a frequent basis. And you know that's going to be premium, baby. You're going to want to watch that because it's going to be really humiliating for Tony and it's going to feel real good for your boy, man. So, hey, at least we both have really good heads of hair, you know, at least we both have Two big brains, two great heads of hair, and uh, a lot of passion to talk football in the Carolina Panthers. Guys, check out our work, the C3 Panthers podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. We'll see you next week. Keep pounding. Cody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.